0: All aboard the Booze Cruise podcast, where today we are watching Taps, which isn't the oldest Tom Cruise movie. It is the second oldest, actually. It is the second oldest. Um, I have never seen this, but you have. I have seen it. Okay. So I'm going to, I kind of know because I had to write the trivia and everything, but I don't know a whole lot. I know it's about the military. Kind of. Sort the military of. academy.
1: Okay. There's a military academy. Yes. So he's a um, student in the military academy. And, um, there's, that's where the drama comes in okay. because the commandant of the, the academy wants to sell the land oh. and shut down the academy. Okay. And the cadets don't want that.
0: So I'm imagining it's, i assuming it's baby Tom Cruise because- baby younger than i've ever seen him in anything because i haven't watched endless love yet which is his oldest movie right um so this will be the youngest i've ever seen tom cruise yes his on teeth film. are still
1: really really bad
0: really jacked up yeah um yeah i did watch the outsiders and his teeth were still super jacked in that so um, for um sure. yeah it's a miracle he made it with those teeth Let's be honest. It was shocking. I know, right? 100%. Um, But yeah, so I'm excited because this is the oldest one that I've seen so far. And from what I can tell, it's got, they have the whole Brat Pack from the 80s and 90s, which is like the whole, it's basically the cast of The Outsiders. But Tim, add Sean Penn. Yes.
1: And Sean Penn and Timothy Hutton, right? Timothy Hutton is also in this movie. movie. Yeah, that's right. And so is George C. Scott. I don't even know who that is. Okay, Patton. Like he have See, never seen that Patton. either. So he kind of adds this whole military thing to it just by walking on the screen because when everyone sees him, they think of Patton, okay. So yeah. When did Patton come out? Patton was in, I think 1980 or 1979. So So it it was was like a year
0: or two before this. Correct. Okay. So it was
1: still fresh in everybody's mind. Absolutely. Okay. Right. I don't
0: know who I have no clue who that is.
1: Yeah. So you will. When he comes on the screen, you'll be like, oh, I've seen him. You're like, oh, I know that guy. I know that guy. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen him. He's bald. That's like the person that you're like you go on you go on IMDB and you're like, I've seen them in something else. What was it? And you're like,
0: (laughs) a ton of movies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, He was in a ton of movies. Okay. Well, I'm excited. I'm I have no idea why it's called tap other than I know it's military but hopefully there's like so do you know what taps is yeah the song i know what the taps song yeah 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 that they
1: play when someone dies oh they also play it so it's the- a clue so that's a clue and they also play it what a lot of people don't know who aren't military is they also play taps at the end of the day so when oh. their day is done and it's time to go back to the barracks, go to bed, whatever they play taps. That's your end of day song. So, so reveille is wake up. That's the bugle song is that to the wake up. Yep, do, 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 do. yep. <laughs> and then taps is the bugle cue to go to bed. Okay. So and so then I
0: didn't realize that, but then that's very symbolic to play it at a funeral. Correct, because it's the end of their it's life. The end of their life. Right. Okay. I have heard it played. At
1: maybe I'm incorrect on this. Do they play it at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier in DC? They do yeah. play Taps at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, but they play it at the end of the day. So it's not like you hear it oh, every five always. minutes. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> it's like a schedule or like at eight oh five. Right. They don't play reveille. Yes. To wake everyone up.
0: There ain't nobody <laughs> they there. Miss to wake up.
1: That. <laughs> But they do play taps at the end of the day. Okay, I'm pretty sure we've been there at the end of the day. I'm pretty sure we heard them play taps. I've heard it played live. Have you Um, ever seen anybody get in trouble at the Tomb of the the Unknown Soldier? I don't think so. We were pretty young, but. It is crazy. Is it? (laughs) Oh my gosh, it's so intimidating. The guards like step, you know how they have like that worn path, right? That they walk in front of the tomb. Okay, yeah. So. Someone had their cell phone on <gasps> and it went off oh, no. and the soldier stepped off of the path, turned to the audience and ladies and gentlemen, this is a place of respect. Oh you will gosh. shut your phones off. And it was like, everyone just kind of went oopa! Like, even if you, like, if I would feel that way if I didn't even like, have a phone on I me. I felt chastised <laughs> I and I wasn't even the person who left my phone on. It wasn't even me. And then he did an about face and started up marching as if he had never stopped. I do love, I will say, like, about the military,
0: I love the discipline and the respect. 100%. Like, I, I'm very, I love that about the military. All right, but I think the only way for us, for me to find out the clue of TAPS Yes. Is to watch. Is to watch the movie. Maps.
1: Yes. So let's do it. Absolutely. Woohoo. Gentlemen, I have been informed that Bunker Hill Academy is to be closed. An end to nearly a century and a half of tradition and an end to the heart of us. Sir, how can they do this? With the stroke of a pen, sir. Their field of honor was a desktop. The
0: lady said the proprietors ordered the school closed. Now, as I
1: see it, we are the proprietors.
0: You tell us where you put those weapons, or this will be the sorriest day of your life. All right, we have three demands. They're very reasonable. When they're met, we'll be happy to return every weapon, every shell. You say we? Who else? We're number involved. one. I want a meeting with General Bash Behind no, your you! Now stay where your you, you are, sheriff.
1: Everyone in here is here because they want to be here.
0: Our son would not be involved in something like this.
1: Lady, if my son can be involved in it, your son can be involved in it. My men. Our tanks, our helicopters—we will take this campus. So
0: anybody who isn't 100% sure of what we're doing, take one step forward. Over. 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 Major Mullen, he's our man. Major Mullen, he's our man. They don't scare us, do they, Charlie? No, sir. Me neither, sir. They don't scare me.
1: What in God's name did they teach you in here? You and I have nothing more to talk about. All right.
0: So, welcome to episode 24, 24 Thank you. of the Booze Cruise podcast. Nice. Um, we just finished Taps from 1981. My guest today on the podcast is Aaron Hannigan. Welcome to the podcast.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Jess. I appreciate um, that.
0: We have we've met in an interesting way. Yeah. Weirdly like just over the last few years. Very random. Yeah. So Aaron's daughter, Shaylee, yes. goes to the studio that I do marketing and fun stuff for. Yes. And so we've met through there. We've hung out a few yes. times, done some stuff, but the but the real <laughs> The real kicker to our relationship is that we took an adult improv class together. We did.
1: We so, were very
0: talented in the adult improv class. I would argue that you were way more talented than I was, but <laughs> I appreciate the uh, the throwing of the bone in my direction. I do appreciate that. It was uh, a very fun class with a very random group of people. It was, but it was, it was really, really fun. And um, Aaron and I recently had a wine night. Yes. And, and, well, and we, we bonded have- over wine. A couple well, times. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. Aaron has a favorite wine that um, she had recommended to me. Yes. And I went and got it and it was delicious. It's it very was, delicious. Yeah, she was uh she was spot on with that recommendation. Yeah,
1: man. You cannot go wrong with a Mosul Valley Riesling. Good <laughs> you stuff. Can, you, can, you can only get
0: it, what, it, like freaking jungle gyms? Jungle Gyms. Yeah. It's the only place. Um, so, anyways, oh. we were hanging out recently and Erin's toying with the idea of starting her own podcast. I am. I, I am. So I was like, well, you need to come on the Booze Cruise podcast. Right. And um, obviously I know you're a fan of acting and movies and all that stuff so we got to talking about it and she gave me three options for tom cruise movies and i went with taps
1: yes they were all oldies but goodies i felt like we needed to like
0: go back into the vault it's true well that is like i struggle with the older ones a because i obviously have never seen them and because i feel like even like his newer movies that i haven't seen i at least know right a little bit of what they're about because i've seen a trailer for it or you know whatever um so the older ones I'm like Ew. like I don't know who to pick for these because I don't know like what they're really about I don't know if they're any good like I don't know um so Aaron uh fell on the sword so to speak of the older <laughs> <laughs> series. yes I would call it that yes um but it was actually like I enjoyed it it yeah. felt long to me very long but I think I was honestly I was thinking about it and I was like I think it all takes place in one location movies like that feel long because there's not a whole lot of like change of scenery or that's right. Like the pacing of the plot is kind of hard.
1: Well, and it almost felt like, um, taps is, should be like a movie in two parts. Yes. There's like before the moment. Yes. (laughs) And then after the moment, um, and the, before the moment is kind of draggy. Yeah. Like it's real slow. Yeah. It's like, well,
0: I just feel like that's you can kind of watch movies like throughout the you know uh, decades, and right. people's attention spans have gotten so much shorter. So like the editing is so different now. Like that oh, would—that's nev- a really n- good yeah, point. That would never n- fly in twenty twenty one.
1: No, especially my f- favorite little moment was opening a movie with a resounding <laughs> chorus of onward Christian soldiers. <laughs> I Cannot think of a movie in today's day and age that would start with onward christian soldiers but i literally wrote i was like we sang this all the time growing up like i can't tell you all the words yeah yeah so um
0: but yeah so we'll we'll dive into that but i want to go through so the rotten tomato score is it's a 68 percent tomato meter okay so that's the critics right and then I'm going to hold off on the audience score and let you say, at, out of 10, what would you give this movie?
1: Oh, So I would probably give it a seven.
0: I was going to say six or
1: seven, like yeah, around there. Like yeah. six and a half, seven. Yeah. I just feel like you kind of know going in how it's going to wrap up. Yeah. Well, right. Sort of. I kind mean, of. I, was, I mean, a there was a little surprised. Twist. Yeah, yeah, there's there a, was a twist. There's a twist. But, um, you know, those concepts of I'm going to just lay siege to my building to protect it never end well. Yeah,
0: I, we can get into this, but I feel this way about this movie that I feel about Rent. Yeah. Which is, I kind of side with the adults. <laughs> My friend Fran and I, she loved rent in college. Yeah. Loved the music. Yeah. The movie. 100%. All the stuff, whatever. And then we went to see it when it came to Cincinnati a couple years ago.
1: And, and we left. Like, and she
0: was like, you know what? It just doesn't have the same allure anymore. Pay your damn rent. Like,
1: just pay it. <laughs> just pay I the understand. rent. I understand. Yeah. Right. She's like, yeah, I don't so feel sorry kind of, for any of you guys. Right. I've kind of, I remember when I was younger and saw this movie, I was like, yeah. And now that I'm old and saw this movie <laughs> you're not old um, yeah I'm 47 oh so I'm way older than <laughs> Jess is um, but when I am old and saw this movie I thought "Ooh, bad choice yeah, yeah I to me I could sum it
0: up I was like this is not the tagline for the movie but I think it should be I think it should be taps a series of overreactions <laughs> because
1: that's (laughs) what it feels like to me (laughs) like just just, one after another just i mean it's like
0: pendulum swing back and forth like i'm like guys what is happening (laughs) let's
1: everybody just take a chill pill yeah there's and i think the other thing that another tagline for this movie is taps what happens when there's too much testosterone (laughs) i mean true
0: So true. Are you kidding me? Dude, there's only like there's very few women in this movie. There's
1: like two. I know, and they are like, there for five minutes. It's and true. they both have giant 1979, <laughs> 1980
0: glasses. <laughs> really on, do. Those are not
1: giant attractive. Coke bottle glasses. Yeah, yeah, they
0: were huge. Oh my gosh. it's <laughs> yeah. So true. Um, so our drink for today, which I had named the taps old fashioned, but it has an alternate name now. It does have an alternate name. And what is that name? It's the snug fashioned. Yes, because here's the deal: in episode 24 of the podcast. Yes, we are on location we are on, we have gone we have left the nest we're yes. on location 100 at the snug bar in my basement in your basement yes but it's awesome it does not look like a basement bar it looks like an awesome bar yes. it's called the snug and uh aaron loves this uh cocktail i did kind of tailor make it for her she did so um she's really loves jameson love it and ginger ale i do so we made an old fashioned uh, with Jameson.
1: Um, oh my gosh, I'm going to screw it up. What is it called? The dashes. Angostura. <laughs> Angostura bitters. Angostura bitters. I was Two like, I, dashes. Can't, I can't read my handwriting. And for all of you listeners, I just want to point out that I got to educate Jess in it's this true. because I got to teach her. What a dash. It's so true. Of bitters. Looks I never like, understand that right. in
0: like any sort of recipe where they're like, they call for a pinch of something. I'm like, that's not a measurement. <laughs> give me something to measure. I'm very black and white Aaron. I'm like, give me the exact measurement and I will put it in there. So yes, we, we made the cocktail together in two parts, yes. uh, but it also has ginger ale in it. Sugar. We couldn't find, I couldn't find sugar cubes. Apparently they don't exist anymore. They don't except um, ordering
1: them on Amazon. It's the I, only way you can get them. It
0: feels like I don't understand why it's not like an old thing. No, I don't get it. It's an old thing. Yeah. So (laughs) we just use regular sugar, but we still um, muddled it. We did. Yes. With the bitters, which was delicious. And then it's got ginger ale in it and a slice of orange, which was great. And a maraschino cherry. Yes. It was really good. And I picked an old fashioned because uh, this is one of Tom's oldest movies. It's the second oldest, as we said yes. before. Um, and I thought I kind of like I knew going into it that the Academy was like one of the oldest academies yes. in, the, in the movie. It's one yes. of the oldest academies. So I was like, OK, we'll go that direction with the cocktail. But
1: it was good. It
0: was delish. It was really, really
1: good. Very refreshing.
0: It's very light.
1: Yeah, it was surprisingly not alcohol and yeah. just very summery, yummy. Yes. Yeah. Very
0: light and refreshing, which mm-hmm. I was all about. Probably that ginger ale was really helping yeah. that out. It was really good. Yeah, so the movie was, like I said before, a series of overreactions. And honestly, like, okay, so I might have to take mine down to a six. Because I, by the end of it, it's great script. Mm-hmm. The script is great. I wrote down so many lines that I was like, "Oh, that was such a good line. And honestly, <clears throat> I feel like this movie would probably make a better stage play.
1: It is. Yeah. Cause it's Unlike, very dialogue right, heavy. It's very dialogue heavy. And we found ourselves having to turn up the volume yeah. multiple times because I don't know, 1981 like editing bays didn't get the sound yeah. up. Yeah. The sound um, design was not great. It's not great. They didn't win any awards for this <laughs> yeah, one. Um, so we had to keep turning it up and turning it up. And then when the tanks rolled in, there was like blasting oh, our yeah. eardrums. It was, but the, the language and the lines were really, really good. And and my favorite first line of Tom Cruise in this movie, the very first time we saw <laughs> Tom Cruise in the movie, this is what he said. Hey, Brian, Dungeons and Dragons tonight. <laughs> and I thought, oh my God, seriously? And then You're later right. he picks up an M16. Like it just didn't go together. Yeah, there's a lot but, of... But um, yeah, so the... the But there were so many good
0: lines. Yeah. So is it George C. Scott? Is George C. Scott? Okay. yes. He... I did not know who he was going into the movie. Um, I did recognize him, but his acting was incredible. Incredible. He's so good, but he had so many good lines. Well, Mm. now I'm going to have to go watch Patton because you are, um, but he had so many, he actually reminded me of, I wrote down that he reminded me of Joe Moss a little bit. Like I could see Joe playing that character. Oh my God.
1: Yeah. Because think like, um, he's the commandant or the, you know, commanding officer of the of the school and he's like so over the top like yeah. all the time like it's about honor yeah. like the whole time yeah um that he was around yes because he wasn't there the whole time. But.
0: I did I there was when he's not when he's not there anymore. Right. I was like oh my God did I miss something because I feel like he just vanished. Yeah. And then they explained it. Right. But I was like oh my gosh I missed something. I literally wrote down like okay um I missed something. What happened to the general? Yeah. Like where did he go? <laughs> yeah. Right. But the thing that makes me want to knock a bunch of, because there's a lot about this movie that's completely unrealistic. Oh. Because I'm like, are the adults idiots? Kind of. That are at this academy. And then the people who are outside the gates. So, brief plot overview before we jump into this. Right. There's a Bunker Hill Military Academy. It's right. been around for like 140 years. Yep. And now somebody's going to come in and buy the land and tear everything down yes. and build some condos. Right. That's awful. Terrible. I I will agree with that. A hundred percent. I understand why, why they did what they did. Um, but wow, they did not go about it the right way. So they are, you know, the, uh, what is his name? What's the main guy's name? Timothy Hutton. Timothy Hutton's the actor. character. I was like, oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was like Brian. Tom. Brian. His was name like, was Brian. I was like Tom. That's not his name. Uh, no, Brian Moreland. <laughs> Moreland. That's his name. Brian Moreland. Um he in the first act of the movie, he gets promoted to major captain Ma- or something major. Cadet major. Cadet major. <laughs> yes. I'm really botching this. And you
1: can tell who's had who was raised by a military parent and who was not. Okay, as so go I go wondered this. I wondered podcast. as when we were watching it,
0: which I gave Aaron the um if you know Aaron at all, <laughs> she can't not talk. So <laughs> so I her, hard. So I gave her the instruction when we sat down. I was like, okay, so here's the problem. You can't talk during the movie because if you, you're going to waste all of your good stuff when we're not recording. Right. And she was like, this is so hard. So hard. It's so hard not talking. So hard. But you did make a few comments, which is fine. Um, and I, I did not know. I assumed based on what you were saying that you had family in the military because you knew a lot more about it than I did (laughs) I was like oh I didn't know that (laughs) um so we can talk about that in a little bit but so they you know long story short basically these people are coming in they're going to build the condos there's an an unfortunate incident at like a military ball where these like teens from the town are like heckling the The townies yeah they're heckling the military dudes. uh, yeah yeah which is so weird to me i'm like is there nothing going on in town like this is the only thing
1: you know that's why they're townies there's nothing
0: else happening yeah so they get into this big fist fight with the yeah. with yeah. the military uh the cadets and um the general comes in to try and break it up and one of the townies grabs his gun and there's an unfortunate accident where one of the the townie kids gets shot and killed right by the general right um this spur which okay so here's the first overreaction so then the town's like right from one incident it shut them down yeah like shut the tomorrow whole thing down right. and i'm right, like right, right. okay first overreaction <laughs> was
1: that well but let's go i mean i think there was even an overreaction before that because crazy commandant guy yeah. george c scott's character yeah. had been stockpiling grenades yeah that's rocket an issue. launchers yeah. <laughs> m-16s that's true that's very true clips for the m-16s yeah. they had 104 M sixteen. Yes. Yeah, no, that's stockpiled accurate. On a high school campus. Yeah, that should right. not have happened. Right, that's youngest accurate. students were twelve, oldest students were eighteen. Yeah, no, what? so I, I get that's
0: actually accurate. So yeah. that shouldn't have been happening in the first. Again, a pendulum swings one direction 100%. or the other. Nothing yeah. in the middle. Um. So then the kids, and they are children. Children on this campus decide that they're not going to stand for that and right. they hunker down and this is the battle they've chosen that they're going to fight anybody who tries to come and take this campus from them correct and uh brian moreland mm-hmm. is his demands aren't unreasonable <laughs> which is why i'm like he's like i just want to talk to somebody about this that's literally all i want and they're like no Right. We're going to arrest you. <laughs>
1: yeah. And I'm like, okay. So then he has like 10 guys with M16s behind him. Yeah. It's, Because I just want to chat. A series of...
0: Brian Moreland's series of overreactions. Holy Lord. Um, And uh, so it just spirals from there. Like, they... It's just... It is all over the place. It is. Where they are, you know, stockpile. They steal the weapons and they're threatening the people. Yep. Then the National Guard comes in and is trying to bust down the gates and the parents come in. They're trying to talk them into leaving. Right. Like, it's just a whole big thing. Um, And so literally, like, a majority of the movie is them sitting on campus. Defending it. And but then, not really doing anything. No. And then these, um, I'm going to put adults in quotation because I'm like, I don't know what the time frame is. They don't really give you like a, was it days, weeks,
1: right. you know, you kind of feel like it's at least at least a week. week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and what I was thinking. The amount of time that it took the adults to like get creative in this is I wrote, unbelievable. I wrote that down. like, I was like why didn't them- you cut off their water supply
0: first thing? or the electricity? <laughs> why wasn't that the first thing that came to mind because they
1: already didn't have remotes like it was enjoyable to watch a child the plebe had to get up and go change the the station on the tv which i thought was hilarious (laughs) because they didn't have a remote so they would send like the youngest kid and made him go right change the channel um and you know there was a lot of that right like There was a slightly good moment. It was almost like a Top Gun esque moment. Yes. Oh, right. Yes. So there were these giant, (laughs) there were these giant walkie walkie talkies. talkies. And I mean, think like Vietnam era walkie talkies, (laughs) right? They were like the size of your leg. They were gigantic. And with the huge antenna going up the top, which is hilarious. Um, and apparently, they didn't have normal size walkie talkies in 1981. Well, prob- which seems probably a weird. what he
0: was stockpiling was old stuff, old military yeah, stuff, right? Which- and
1: because they were throwing gr- grenades around, that was the other weird thing. The yeah. kids were like throwing grenades, but <laughs> like a football, hey, right? Kind of like a football. Like, hey, do you have- There was a guy Walking down the hall. Do you have any grenades? Do you have yeah. any grenades? But there were two Tom Cruise moments that were all that a little reminiscent. Like, it w- it was oh, foreshadowing okay. of Top Gun. Okay. Um, the first one was when he walked into the shower, and, well, okay, he shoved two younger boys out of his way, which was right. funny. But we did get a little butt cheek. We did. A vision, little, right? Little, little tiny. Little Tom Cruise little butt. Little tiny Tom Cruise butt. Yeah. Um, it's, not the, it's not the only time he'll have shown his butt no. in movies. No, it's coming. I
0: mean, there's yeah. more. He- right. He's has his shirt off in a lot of movies.
1: He does. That's the, uh, that's kind and of we a Tom did have Cruise that. staple. Yeah. That's a, we did, he did was pumping iron. And, um, when somebody was asking for a grenade Great. and there was a gratuitous <laughs> chest moment yes. with Tom Cruise. Yes. Um, and so what they're trying to do when they have those moments is to get the focus away from his teeth. <laughs> just <laughs> just like, anything to draw anything, attention to something but else. Can we just talk about the teeth? It, in this bad. movie, they're okay. real bad. so I have to tell you, there were many actors that I recognized in this movie. Yes, um, Sean Penn. Mm-hmm. His teeth were okay. They were, all but right. oh my god, was he blonde? Yeah, um, it was not um, a super great blonde. For and, and Sean Penn's character was like Jiminy Cricket. Yes, he was <laughs> he really like was. Let, let your, your conscience be, be your guide. guide. <laughs> Ah, yes, it's so true. He Ah. was, that was his role. He was the conscience. He was. The whole time. Um, and then, but his teeth were okay. And then Timothy Hutton, bad teeth. Yeah. It's like, he had a snaggle tooth. Like what's up with that? Tom Cruise. Oh my good Lord. I mean, I just can't talk about how. It just looks like he has like eight too many teeth for his mouth. It's almost like he has like. Four or five front teeth, like all like yeah. those two front teeth. He's got like four of them or yes. five of them. It's just, <laughs> just an immense of teeth. amount of front teeth so many in teeth. his mouth. I don't understand. And then, um, okay. What's that guy's name? He's the Gene bad guy. Giancarlo Esposito. Giancarlo Esposito, yeah. who's the, who, um, is the bad guy. He's in Gus in Breaking Bad. Ba- Breaking Bad. Yeah. His teeth were so bad. Dude. He I had like half of a front tooth and a lisp. I know. If you could imagine. If you look at him now, he has a full set of normal looking teeth. Yeah. Not in this movie.
0: He had to do movies like this so that he could pay for
1: his teeth. I think that's what yeah. it was. But I was impressed. I did write this down. I was impressed with the diversity in this movie. Yeah. A lot of times in the, you know, early 80s um movies, late 70s, it was either a movie that everyone in the movie was yeah, you know, black or everyone in the movie was yeah. was um you know, like Asian Pacific or a, everyone in yeah. the movie was native American or every, yeah. you know, but there wasn't a lot of, um, blended, um, diversity yeah. in movies, but this one did. And yeah. it was, and nobody in, and the other cool thing that I wrote about that was that there was no discussion about that. Like they yeah. were just, it just soldiers was. like everyone else, yeah. which I really appreciated Yeah, because um, that's actually what it looks like in the military. So, yeah. um, at least as much as I know, because I haven't been in the military. So let me do a little caveat there. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, no, I
0: thought that was really interesting, but yeah, that was like my big, like for the overarching like of the movie, I just was like, these adults are so stupid and I can't get past, I just can't get past it. It's really challenging. Where And I was like, literally, how many times are they going to open up the gates to let people in or out? And they're
1: not going to do anything? They're not going to do anything? And they had plenty more guns on the outside of campus than they did on the inside of campus. And not only that, they had like the National Guard, the state police, the local police <laughs> i did love how the police came driving in like Whoa! right, like and, then, squeegee, right? and they all came in, in and the very first time the state police came in which is the first layer of defense i guess um, they said you have 30 seconds or they, a minute, they counted down from a minute and then they did nothing, which I thought was so odd. Well, it's like bad parenting. It was like really bad. I'm going to count to three. I'm going to count to, and I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> right. And they're like, okay. I was like, yeah, okay we your bluff. So thanks. They, yeah. you know, they got one kid. One yeah. kid was like, I don't want to die. That yeah. happened several times. Several yeah. kids. I don't want to die. And over the fence they went. And- well,
0: and also because I do think there's like a moment in the movie where, uh. Brian Moreland. I'm never going to remember that name. Never. I'm just, just going like, to get that. Timothy mm-hmm. Hutton. Right. Um. When he kind of, the, i don't know what he is who's the what's the title of the main guy on the outside that keeps coming in and talking to them oh
1: he was actually a he was a colonel so he okay. was a full bird colonel
0: okay so he comes in he talks to him a bunch trying to right. get him to like yeah which i get why they weren't like every time they open the gates like they didn't want anybody to die so i get that if they like they can't fire because right. then the kids will fire back and then you know whatever i get that um but it feels like they could have done something, <laughs> like, like SWAT. Yeah, like, well, like really. I died because too, like the the helicopter flies in, like the first time the and I'm like, yeah, why aren't they doing something for the like, air? Yeah, right, like, like why aren't Black
1: yeah. Ops or like whatever? Yeah, like I'm just like guys climbing over the walls and getting those kids out.
0: Children. I mean, yeah. come on. Um, but so he he comes in and basically says like, you have to. St- you have to see how people from the outside are looking at it and they aren't viewing you as children with a cause. They're looking at you as like terrorists, basically homegrown terrorists. That's what he called them. Um, and he's so he, and he's like, we, we know that there are kids in there that feel like they're being held hostage because they feel like they can't leave. So the next day, um, or later that day, whatever, because there's no concept of time. Um, Brian Moreland basically he stands up in front of everybody and says like you don't have to be here if you don't understand why we're doing this or you're scared like put your weapon down and walk forward and it's like half of the kids
1: right but I wrote it took a ton of bravery for that one officer who was a lieutenant in the cadet corps. Um, to step forward. Yes. And it wasn't until an officer stepped forward and dropped his gun that everyone else kind of had the courage to do that. And it just, so it was a really powerful moment in the movie. Yeah. Um, And it just goes to show you how powerful the group collective can be. Yeah, 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 Yeah. for sure.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, there were some really good scenes in the movie. Like there was a lot, there were a lot of good things about it. Um, But so I I feel like it it was interesting because I don't, it's like one of those movies where I'm like, I don't think there's like a real antagonist. Mm-mm. Like you, you understand why everybody's doing what they're yeah. doing. You, sometimes sometimes you think it's dumb. Right. And what was the line he said? It was said, um, uh, the wrong execution of the right idea. Yes. And I was like, ah, yep. That pretty much hits the nail that's on the head. That's exactly right. And, uh, that's, but that's like the whole movie. And so you're just like, Ugh. right. Just figure and it and out. Went on yeah. again. Right. But,, um, but there were moments, and I do think, like Brian Morland, Timothy Hutton's character, like he is very convicted about his beliefs in what is right and what is wrong. And so, but he's also honorable about it. He tried,
1: and I like think, I don't think he's not like a dictator, like he's not no, in there like telling people, like, but I think his sense of whatever is a little bit skewed, right? Yes, because yeah. he it just, you know, the other thing that was poignant to me was how vulnerable people are when they're in times of crisis or when they're in times of grief and his whole value system really didn't come into being until he got to that camp or yeah. this you know this school after his mom died and yeah. he was given a whopping 15 minutes to grieve yeah. um and then was told to forget about his mother so yeah. it was interesting when you see what can come out of yeah. you know these yeah. ideals that are formed and he had he was trying to maintain his home. It really wasn't about his school. He was trying to maintain his home. That was his family. That was his family. And the the general Beish is that the guy's name? Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Like there's a whole scene at the beginning of the movie where he's like talking to them and he's like, he's like, you guys are my family. Right. Like this is, and so he's kind of transferred that thought process down yes. to uh brian moreland and so i agree like it's like he's defending his home not yeah. his school right so to speak um but so the the end of the movie is there's a few shocking moments um yeah. at the end of the movie well first of all Giancarlo esposito's character just catches on fire and it's massively. like massively it is like it is shocking because you're just <laughs> it's like, a bit like all of a sudden well, because you just spent basically 45 minutes of
1: like nothing happening right and then all of a sudden he just catches part. on fire
0: yeah <laughs> like, and you're like oh that, and then, that was and then he just leaves
1: yeah face down which i thought was weird yeah i'm like um because he actually caught on fire on his chest first yeah and then they left with him on his laying on his chest which yeah. like didn't make any sense to me
0: feels like a continuity
1: error just feels like an error yeah um and i will also have to say that the face was completely burn free, which is not what it looked like when he was on fire. Yeah, it's not realistic. So that was kind of weird. Yeah. Um. So that was a very shocking. <laughs> like thing. his teeth are already so jacked up. We can't ruin were his face. So terrible. It was just so bad. Um. <laughs> and so then this little kid. There's this other little kid, there's Charlie. Like, there's like two little little kids. There's, there's two, two little, like 12. little kids, Charlie and Derek. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie, and Charlie <laughs> keeps talking about how he's a plebe and he's like so tired of being a plebe. <laughs> he was like looking forward to. Not being a plebe and not having to catch crap from everybody. I don't know if you guys know this. Erin's actually in the movie. (laughs) She played the little boy. (laughs) And Charlie 40 years ago. Forty years ago when I was like seven. Yeah, exactly. Um, So so he dies. Like he dies running after the other kids like
0: really scared. Scared. Very scared. And they're both twelve. I actually thought they were both good little actors. They are. And and
1: I don't recognize Charlie in anything else, but I do recognize Derek, but I can't remember what else we'll I've seen. I have to him IMDb it. I have to IMDb it. He's yeah. so freckly. Like you can't he's, miss him. He is very, very freckly. freckly. So, yeah, so he try he jumps out of their little
0: like fort and he's yeah, like, don't like shoot, don't shoot. Like, and he's trying to escape. And when he did, he dropped his gun and it fired a shot. Yeah. And so the people on the other side mistook that as right. Like fire. And so they started shooting back. And when, that happened the other little kid charlie jumps Mm -hmm. out right and is like no 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 no!" and he gets shot like four times it's awful
1: it's awful it's charlie was virtually abandoned let's remember charlie at the beginning of the movie was really abandoned so it's kind of his home too right at bunker hill because his parents never showed up to pick him up yeah um because this movie takes place. Another fun fact, this movie takes place in what was supposed to be the summer session. So most yeah. of the students are gone. The only students that are staying that had still been there, um, was, um, the, the only students that stayed there, um, were the ones who were going to be in. You have um, to think
0: those parents were probably like, yeah, "Summer wow, session, we,
1: we really screwed up. Yeah, we should have come and gotten our kids. <laughs> we, yeah, we really should
0: have. We, this we, was a bad we, choice. If we had known that this was what the summer would hold, talk right. about like the worst summer vacation that's ever. Like, yeah, like that's terrible, awful. But um, so
1: he uh, was in vacation. The freckly kid. Oh, he was in vacation. That's what I remember him from.
0: Um, so Brian
1: Morland.
0: He when Charlie gets shot. It's like, it, kind of like what you're saying where it's like, it kind of pulls in the question. Like it makes everything real of like what he actually believes. And he's kind of like, he's like honor, you know, these, these are just words. Like it doesn't mean anything. Like, and now like there's a kid that's actually dead. Dead. And so he decides to stop everything. Yeah. He decides everybody like
1: stand down
0: or fall in. I think is what he He says.
1: Fall in it's over. So what he's doing is he's telling all of his soldiers. So, so, Jimmy Cricket, Sean Penn, <laughs> told him to declare a victory. Yeah. Um, which I guess maybe is something that leaders do. Okay, we won, let's leave. Yeah. And I maybe mean, we they weren't really, really win. But I can ah, say let's it. say we won. Yeah. Right. And so it makes the soldiers feel better, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Not saying, not never been in the military. So right, I can't right, right. say this is a real thing. But Jiminy Cricket tells him <laughs> declare a victory and let's leave. Yes. Okay um and so that's what they started doing fall in come out of your come out of your um, barracks and, yeah. and and come out of your your hiding um, defensive are, locations start coming out of your like assignments like i don't know they're like poor, I, yes, I like the bushes <laughs> like the, kids the kids are coming out of the bushes just fell out over like a retaining wall right. like uh, yes <laughs> like and they're like bushes. rolling out with their guns <laughs> and like, okay and and let me just say too the other thing this these poor kids when they were filming this movie it freaking rained every day oh, because they were soaked every yeah. day, every shot you were like yeah, they're wet again yeah it's totally wet yeah and jessica's yawning, I'm yawning. it's Ooh. yeah such it's a the, long movie no it's the cocktails it's the it's cocktails <laughs> so so he's calling him out and he's saying come out come out wherever come <laughs> out come out <laughs> wherever, wherever you are <laughs> and so it, it, like linda and then yeah. and then The guy we're here to talk about, Tom Cruise, absolutely loses
0: his shit. I wrote in my last note in the whole thing is freaking Tom Cruise, all caps underlined. Yeah.
1: Because he he ruins the whole thing. He ruins everything. I can't believe he had a career after this. Yeah, it's amazing because he's (laughs) really creepy, but it kind of, you know, brings into clarity the whole jumping on the couch incident i literally was gonna say like Absolutely. you're like oh, you're like oh my gosh no it there all was. It, it, it all makes sense foreshadowing it didn't appear
0: he's always kind of been it, a little crazy a little off little he off. had the crazy in his eyes crazy eyes yeah and so
1: as he's shooting the hell out of everyone yeah um he turns around and says isn't it beautiful man yeah and you're like wow. did that just happen yeah like it's snapped. so crazily intense yeah it's weird. Yeah. And so the movie, you think the movie's going to end and it's yeah. all going to be fine. Peaceful and all and these kids yeah. are going to get out. And all of a sudden Tom Cruise starts shooting everyone. Yeah. And he shoots the Colonel first. Shoots, like he has like a sniper shoots rifle the colonel, and he right. aims right at the and Colonel badly. Which, I thought he shot his arm. Well, he I, was aiming for his throat and hit him in the arm.
0: Well, he shot Oops. him. I thought in the movie, there are two shots fired. Correct. And I thought, oh my gosh, he killed he's him. He's dead. Right. And then he's like walking in the next shot. Like it, the colonel, he's arm, like, I like know, bleeding. I know. I know. With a gun.
1: It's like, wow, like, oh, that oh, was wow, amazing. He must, he must have missed. I don't so know. So strange. I right. Um,
0: so yeah. So Tom Cruise, like just, he's kind of, um, what's the word I would use? Um, crazy. Crazy,
1: but like not, but like. He's flipped. He's gung ho. He's, he's like he's like brainwashed almost. Yeah. He, you know what I mean? Like he has, he's flipped. He has gone to the other side. He has lost his marbles and it's for him. It's all about the fight. Yeah. He actually, he's like that the whole movie he is. And he actually became, there was another really interesting quote that I've never heard before. Um, referring to this type of individual, Yeah, but I've certainly met some of them. Um, death lover, Oh yeah, yeah 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 he becomes a death lover. So so it's not about for for someone like that, for someone like Tom Cruise's character, um, the glory and the honor comes in dying. Yeah. Kind of like Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> Lieutenant <laughs> Dan. Lieutenant <laughs> Dan from <laughs> Force um, Gump. Gump. Yeah. I mean, kind of like, you know, Lieutenant Dan was so angry yeah. that he didn't die in battle. I think Tom Cruise's character would have felt the same way. So he's totally happy that he got the crap shot out of him. Yeah yeah and didn't make it, yeah. yeah, so
0: he he's the only one of the kids that like fires at these people, that's right and but they start they start firing back some of the kids do get shot like they do. that are down on the ground until they figure out where it's coming from so they all take cover but then Brian Moreland and Jiminy Cricket um they realize what's happening and so yeah. they run up into that building to try and stop him and Brian goes in to tackle him from the gun and when he does that's when like the uh soldiers that are on the ground are firing up yeah, into it big and time. they both get shot yeah and die yes um so it's a Really sad ending. It is a very <laughs> sad
1: ending, and then Jiminy Cricket's like crying. There's a lot of boy crying in this movie. There really is. There's a lot of boy crying it's in this true. movie. Yeah. Um. And which I'm all about boy crying. Right, I have yeah. no problem with boy crying, yeah. but there was a lot of boy crying in this yes. movie. Um, um. In uniform, which is interesting because that's not something that's on camera a lot. Yes, that is accurate. Yeah. That is also very true.
0: Yeah. Um. So that's kind of the end of the movie, and then it's just kind of um over.
1: It's just and then it's over, so and you're it's just kind like, of got this weird like replay of this huge parade scene where they um, only focus on the people who died, right? Where they Wait, only show or the got people. Hurt. Did Giancarlo and Carl Esposito die then? Well, you kind of get the impression that he died when they showed that, but they yeah. did show like close-ups of all the people who died. So then you realize that that parade scene they'd shown earlier was like a foreshadowing, a foreshadowing of all the yeah. people who weren't going to make it. Yeah, and so the
0: general Beige who. Yeah which i'm like okay i guess it's not true because they had that bus full of
1: adults mm-hmm. they that they Bust all out all the adults that were on campus but off campus i have to say it didn't seem like enough adults didn't seem like enough no there were at least 115 boys i think at one point they mentioned there was 115 boys on campus by the way this was a boys only military yeah. academy i think if there were girls there it would have ended differently <laughs> But um, 115 boys. And there was like 20 adults. Not even. I think Didn't like Didn't seem like enough. Well, it- and like. I, none of them seemed like officers. They all
0: seemed like secretaries they were and all teachers. Like civilians, yeah, right. And they I'm like, so you're telling me there's 115 like cadets in this campus, and the, there's only one general, like,
1: right? That and seemed weird to me. That does seem weird. And then they had all those grenades. Like, yeah. it just seemed like a lot of military firepower. And like, well, not it kind of seems people. like
0: there's a lot of kindling. So it's not surprising at all that this like exploded, right? Right, hundred um, percent.
1: But so he he doesn't die in battle or anything. He just has a heart attack after he shoots that kid and dies. And we never see him again. It's very strange. Yeah. So they're very strange. They're like, Oh, he died last night. Right. What? (laughs) right. Like last night at six o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's so weird. And then the funeral, can we talk about the funeral for a second? Because if anybody (laughs) out there in podcast land understands this one military thing, it was the only military thing that happened in the movie that I was like, don't know what that means. Like, and which, I'm sure it's a real thing. What? So I don't know if you noticed, but when Jiminy Cricket, a.k.a. Sean Penn. <laughs> oh, the Brought in boots. the horse. Okay. So he brings in the horse and the horse comes in and he's walking the horse in, in the middle of the funeral. And there are boots in the stirrups, but there's not a person. And so I think it's o- that only pertains to Calvary officers, which the patch that Beige had on his shoulder was airborne, which is not cavalry. So I didn't understand. Yeah, air cav, but it was airborne. Like it wasn't air cav. It was definitely I airborne. Notice, I didn't pick up on any of that. So yeah, and air like, cavalry and airborne are two different divisions. So, I—I I mean, I, you get like—I mean, from somebody
0: who doesn't know anything about the military, I was like, oh, it's a way to honor somebody who's yeah. Passed, but but like, I wonder if, like, if you make it that? up to general, if it doesn't matter what that everybody honors. Right, maybe in their everybody own way. gets that.
1: I don't know. But yeah. it was weird. I was just like, huh. I've never been to a military funeral where that was done. So yeah. Um, well, it it's was weird. Interesting he wasn't, me, like, so part of the, it it wasn't
0: like part of the ceremony. Like he just showed up. Yeah, he
1: just showed up. Like, maybe it was my horse. supposed to be like
0: his way of honoring I him know, or maybe, something.
1: I don't know. I don't know. Because he was in the cavalry badly. Um, uh, yeah. Sean Penn <laughs> in the parade scene at the very beginning. Um, he was on horseback. Not well. Not well. And his helmet was bouncing and he clearly was uncomfortable. So it was like, it almost felt like it was like the 10th shot. And they finally just said, fuck you it. You know what? Yeah. Like, let's just... <laughs> Keep it in there. Do you have that explicit <laughs> thing on your I, podcast? Well, i have
0: to now. Do <laughs> you Like my, my only episode is a little black next to it.
1: I'm just teasing. So you can edit that out, but it's, um, <laughs> you could just bleep right there. Um, oh god. but yeah, like it was just bizarre. Yeah. That that's the shot they chose. Yeah. Cause it wasn't a good one. Well, so fun trivia fact, this is the first movie he was ever in. Sean Penn.
0: This mm-hmm. was a very this first was movie his feature film debut.
1: Wow! And so he'd
0: never been in a movie before and they've already got him like riding horses and stuff. Yeah. I'm, so I don't
1: think I ever saw him on horseback again. Yeah. No, he
0: was like, listen, <laughs> I wanted in my contract that I will not be riding a horse. Right.
1: That was not a thing. Um, yeah.
0: So that was like his, so I'm like, yeah, he definitely looks and he, he's still a great actor, yeah, obviously. and he in did a really movie, good job, but he was actually cast because one of the casting agents saw him in a play
1: Oh, nice. and that's how
0: he got the role in the movie, which I'm like, how, that never happens for anyone never so um but it does make sense because i always feel like it's not it's not a hundred percent true all the time but a lot of times these like oscar-winning actors and like these people who are like you consider like serious actors Mm -hmm. um a lot of them started doing stage yeah and
1: and are comfortable
0: going back to stage yeah
1: so because we
0: i recently watched the did you watch the friends reunion on hbo max no i did not so i was like dying laughing because i mean it's a sitcom from the 90s yeah but uh i was like man you can really tell that they did like reenactments of famous scenes from the mm-hmm. show so they did it was like a table read and uh i was like man you can tell like david schwimmer is like the best actor out of the six of them yeah and he's the only one who's ever done stage yeah and, that totally makes sense. Yeah, and I was like, "Yep, he, him, and Lisa Kudrow, I think, were the be- the best actors on the show." Oh, I would agree. Yeah, I would agree. Um, but yeah, so I always think that's fascinating when they go from stage to screen, screen, yeah. and then oftentimes back again. Um, I don't know if Sean Penn, I think he has done a few stage shows. I think he has, Um, but I'm like, I want to say recently, I feel like not recently because of COVID, but like within the last like decade. Yeah. But yeah, so he's, it it was his, but yeah, he did look very uncomfortable on the horse. (laughs) I have to ask you because I don't a hundred percent understand. Um, and maybe you, I'm assuming, Mm -hmm. you know, based on everything you've said to me so far,
1: are they all, is this all the army? So it's a it's a military academy. So, so it military all the branches, yeah. So military academies. Um, there are some like the universities that are associated with a particular branch of the military, like West Point. Like West Point is associated with that's Army. Yeah. Um, the Air Force Academy is associated with the Air Force, obviously, and the Naval Academy is actually Navy and Marines. Oh, well, so there you go. um, those are the three military academy that are universities. But then there's other military academies. Um, that are just military high schools or boarding schools or things like that, that aren't associated with a particular branch necessarily. So what were the
0: different divisions? So like Tom Cruise, he was the red berets.
1: What is that? Right. So that was just, um, those soldiers were probably the more elite. They were the more weapons focused. They were, um, Kind of like Green Berets would be, yeah. you know, or Delta Force or something like
0: that. Yeah. So because that's what I was like, that it was interesting. Like they had different, they wore different outfits. Out, yeah. I guess that's not really the word. Uniforms. uniforms. I really mm-hmm. liked their costumes. <laughs> um, <laughs> their uniforms. Their uniforms. Um, and they had like lieutenants who were in charge of their each each, each of, their of their groups right but and then Timothy Hutton battalion. was in charge of all of them that's right yeah so i was like i don't understand i do understand the hierarchy i just didn't understand what the difference yeah. was so to speak but yeah.
1: so your dad was in the military my dad he was um in the national guard for over 30 years oh, and wow. he was actually active duty air force um for 4 years and when, so one of my dad's duty stations was in, um, was Pearl Harbor. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And, um, fun fact, I know we're going to do trivia about this movie, but yes. fun fact about my dad, he was actually in the movie Torah Tora, Tora. What? Yep. Which is the movie about the invasion of Hawaii by the Japanese forces. And, um, What? Bombing. Excuse me. My husband's in the peanut gallery and he just informed me it was the bombing, <laughs> not the invasion. it's true. In- Tom, say hi, Tom. Hello. <laughs> so Tom actually sat through the entire movie with us and had two cocktails. Yeah, so, so he's basically was, on the podcast. I just don't have very a third much, microphone. We, we are one mic down. But it's true. Um,
0: so dad was in Tora Tora let's, Tora let's be honest, Tom. If you had a mic, would you be able to get a word in edgewise? Yeah, I've held my own for <laughs> 25 years. <laughs> Twenty-five
1: years. Look in case it doesn't come up on like the sound we've been married for 25 years <laughs> and he thinks he's held his own. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a slam. You're just, we're very ch- uh, Both of us are very, very chatty. chatty. Yeah. No, he, he holds his own. He does. Yeah, well, fairly that's good. Well. Yeah. So, yeah. So dad was, in, so anyway, so, um, another fun fact about my dad is that th- he spent most of his time in the military, in the band. So,
0: uh, okay. Cause you commented on, So I
1: commented. So we're talking, there's this scene, this parade scene and in the military, a parade is like when they March, um, it's not always like a parade, right? There's it's not like, like floats thing. and stuff. No, there's, yeah. no, there's no floats. <laughs> no, don't think Macy's Parade. So they're marching and they were parade. doing this, and I don't. I think it's called the half step. It's this very slow march where you're gliding your feet um, across the floor. It's a very, um, perf- It's a very formal mm. um, march. It's very beautiful to watch. I think. Yeah. Um, and so my dad could do all of those things and and um you noticed and and a commented. Trombone at the same time no yes. way yeah.
0: I always think it's like uh just even marching bands in general I'm like they're playing an instrument and they have to remember all this yeah. other stuff There's like a lot that's of thought that goes yeah that. I, yeah, I yeah. so on 9-11
1: they they activated the band right are, are you so serious the, yeah. and the big question was like what are you going to do play him to death like what are you doing yeah so he and he was so proud he's like no we have a secondary you know a secondary mission. And I would be like, Dad, what's your secondary mission other than playing the trombone? Yeah. Well, we have to protect the armory. like really who is coming to the ohio national guard armory to get anything (laughs) but he was very proud of it so apparently general base made it come in apparently that was a thing pillage so yeah so i I grew up military all my life yeah well that's so i i did not know that yeah so so, i
0: didn't know that but now i'm gonna say it's why i picked you for this movie (laughs) even though i didn't know it ahead of time because i had all that military background Um, yeah maybe it's why you suggested it because you this is kind of up your alley so um Okay, so some notes. Did you have any notes written down that we haven't covered that you would like to discuss based on the movie?
1: So no, because I feel like I have gotten them all. In the other thing, I you would, were copiously taking notes. I over was there. copiously oh, Tom taking. Tom is notes. raising his hand. He would like to talk. Oh, Tom has a comment.
0: I thought it was interesting. Take- I I'm not taking them. Out. Oh, I'm going to
1: translate. <laughs> okay. I thought it was interesting how the approach of the students is just they get brainwashed and do their focus because they have to do really bad stuff in the military, but they, it's very similar to a few good men. Yes. The guys
0: are like, we are going
1: to follow. hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what Tom is talking about is the fact that they started indoctrinating these boys at a very young age, age of 12, that when you're given an order, you follow it. And that's the way that you do things. Yeah. You just follow orders. Yeah. Um, and the way that you follow, people follow orders or people die. die. I was right. Right. Like, so you right. follow orders or people, people die. die. Right, exactly. <laughs> and so this was a really good example of how that happens, even in a military academy when kids are really, really young and very impressionable. Yeah. Um. And so I did. So what I wrote down is how naive. Yeah. He was. Yeah. Um. To think that this was um, a good idea uh to take these well and he kind of siege.
0: I will say like General Beige, like not that he was like brainwashing him, but he did have some really good stuff to say where he was like, What did he say? Oh, I didn't write it down. But it was like they'll respect the title, but you have to earn the respect of the men or something like that. So the
1: men will respect the rank. That's it. But you have to earn it for them to respect the man. Yes. So, and there, that comes up you so frequently in military movies yeah, yeah. Um, and military, you know, whatever, um, is there's, and there's a difference between yeah. respect for the rank. Yeah. And actually speaking of David Schwimmer, we salute Schwimmer. the rank, not the man was oh. a line said to David Schwimmer in band of brothers, when David oh. Schwimmer's character played this horrible, like, dictator of a leader yeah. who was a terrible leader, actually. But um, when he actually is a lower rank than yeah. um, someone else and and wasn't going to major winners and well, wasn't going to salute him. It's kind of an interesting because in in the military, like, you're basically giving
0: somebody, like, absolute power. Because you're, you're saying, kind of are, like, they have to follow your orders no matter right. what you do. And how important it is to, like give good men (laughs) right those ranks you know what i mean because like it's so that they won't abuse it or that they won't do right which i feel like was kind of the the internal dialogue or monologue for brian morland was like he felt like he was doing the right thing but then was like ah but i'm not
1: but i am but i'm not but right and at the end he said i've done a terrible thing yeah that was his line right i've done this terrible thing i wanted something i wanted to protect my home and my family and when they didn't, and you could almost see it, you know, when they didn't give him what he asked for, he kept saying, what about my demands? What about my demands? Yeah. And they really just poo-pooed him. They were just yeah. like, you are a 17 year old kid. And we're not giving you anything. <laughs> shut up. you're Like a child. shut up. Yeah. Right. And so, um, he really didn't know what to do. And so he stayed the course instead of just yeah, where he's like, I've just is what I've chosen. I'm doing it even right. if I. And so that's what makes it so
0: sad at the end. And he dies because he finally does come around and go, like,
1: eh, Yeah, it no, wasn't a I'm, good I choice. I messed
0: up and now I'm going to correct it. And then he dies. And you're like, yeah. Oh my gosh. I know it so, so awful. Sad. I love that we got taps not even five minutes into the movie. Yeah. They played it at the. I saw you
1: <laughs> write that down. You- yes. <laughs> she was like, It's taps. And then they also <laughs> played Reveille yes. um, about 20 minutes into the movie and we had had this big discussion about yes. taps and Reveille. Yes. We right I had an
0: alarm clock that played Reveille when I was in elementary school. That's annoying. It was a Nickelodeon alarm clock actually of it was. And that was one of the the do, 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 oh, do, man. and I hated it. I hated it so much. Um so that brought back a lot of awful memories for me. Awful memories for, me. for sure. Um did not know Tom Cruise's head was shaved in this movie. Of course he's wearing
1: hat most of the time. Yeah. He has but, no hair. Although he washes like, it twice. Like you see him wash his hair twice. And I'm like, you it's, don't have any hair. It's
0: a little excessive.
1: It's a little excessive. And yeah. there's a lot of shampoo. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot. It is a lot of shampoo. It was a I'm lot of shampoo. I'm like, I don't even know if I know of sort of that all much shampoo. Like sort down in his face. And I was just like, oh my God, you have no hair. I know. It was crazy. Um, oh
0: my gosh. Uh, let's see here. I, I just kept writing notes about
1: Tom Cruise because I couldn't get over how little he is in this. Tiny. And his voice is so tiny. Yeah. It hasn't. It's almost like he like, it. it's almost like he hadn't gone through puberty yet. You know. Now, now I was, will say. He was 19
0: when he filmed he, this. He was
1: 19 and, and his voice has gotten much deeper yeah. since he did this but movie. But isn't that like, that's just how... I mean, Life that's works. just, you know, yeah. age. Yeah. Um, but he sounded and looked like a little kid. So when he said the dungeons and dragons line, like I almost had to look twice. I was like, Oh, Oh, there he is. Oh my God. <laughs> like it was, <laughs> he's a baby.
0: He's a baby. Well, Cause Sean Penn looks like, I didn't recognize him at first. Yeah. I literally looked at Aaron. and I was like, is that Sean Penn? Sean Penn. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He yeah, yeah. He, do, he looks so different. When well, he was younger, it took half of the movie for me to recognize John Carlo oh, Esposito. Yeah, holy crap! Yeah, he, he does look very well. Different. The lack of tooth and the list were not helping. The
0: teeth, yeah, kind yeah. of screwed you up there a little bit. Um, a couple of lines that I really liked, which were both from George C. Scott. It well, sort of, um, but he says so. He's. Um, He's not militant, but he's very like, um, convicted. Uh, is, yeah, convicted would be mm-hmm. a good word. Um, he says when they find out that they have to, uh, that they're buying the land and building the condos. Um, He says, how then can this land be bought? It has been purchased by the blood of our graduates. Yes. And I was like, man, what a great line. That is such a good line. (laughs) Like, I think that's when he's talking at the parade. He is. Yes. Um, That was a really great line. Um, And then uh, Brian asks him, how could they do this? And he says, with the stroke of a pen. Yeah. Like that's how easy it was for them to write off. And I was like, man, this is some really good lines, like the writing. And it's actually really good. And the acting, like the acting is actually great. I just think the pacing is off.
1: Well, and and like you said, the editing back then was so different than what they do now. And I would say, you know, I was surprised. This is actually based on a book um, called Father Sky. Yeah that's one of the notes that I made at the very beginning. I didn't know this was based on a book, but it is actually based on a book called, um, father sky.
0: Yeah. That's like, that's interesting. I mm -hmm. didn't know that. Um, I, we've discussed a little bit about how Tom Cruise goes crazy at the end. There's a little bit of a foreshadowing of that because when they go into town to steal all this food, so that they can hole up in the, uh, Mm -hmm. Academy, one of the trucks breaks down. Yes. And, wouldn't you know it? The townies who were townies. heckling them at the military ball. Same townies. Are set right there. Right there. And so they're trying to start a fight with Sean Penn. Gemini Cricket, he's trying to he's fix the truck. He's trying to
1: fix the truck. He can't fix I the know. truck. I know, and Gene
0: Carlos Positos driving that truck, and then Tom Cruise is in the, the truck behind them. They can't go because the truck is broken down. They're scared something's going to happen. Right. So Tom Cruise just jumps out of the truck and starts firing into the
1: sky. With an M16. Like a crazy person. Like a crazy person. Yeah. And I just have to say, what goes up must come down like people die from stuff like that <laughs> yeah, so like, that Dude. was just so bizarre yeah and the other funny thing to me is that they left all the milk like they got uh, all of the other food except for the milk they yeah. left the milk in the truck there, and we loaded everybody else or uh, got good. them away from the townies we're and, good we don't need that milk right um i i will say surprisingly tom cruise was very ripped very surprising
0: like yeah. Cause he's even, I mean, he's in good shape obviously now. Like, I mean, For even sure. now, but I mean, he's what, is he like
1: 55? Is he one? He's, no, he's like older than me? No, I just want to point out I that, think that he's I am almost not 60. I Yeah. Hold on. I just want to point out up. that he is older than me. Um, cause in 1981, I was not 19. I won't ask you how old you were. Well, well um, I can do the math. You can do the math. Cause yeah, but you were seven. I was seven. Yeah. Yeah. But I he, wasn't born yet. So he was 12 years. So he's 12 years older than me. So he's he 59. Tur- he, he
0: turned 60 this year. Oh, no. Yeah. Next year. July 3rd, 1962. So he'll turn wow. 60 next year. He looks great.
1: Yeah. Well, you know. For his age. He's had
0: some work done. Well, and he's got Scientology on his side. He does. Right. So, so they don't take meds.
1: <laughs> they got the magic. Going right. They have the magic going, <laughs> like the space shit yeah, yeah, going yeah. on. Right. So
0: who knows what. Yeah. Who knows. Um, but I will say like he's fit now but he's not i
1: wouldn't say like he, he was, was ripped he like was he was pumping bulky. iron yeah he was very bulky yeah like he's like in top gun he's lean yeah um but in the
0: outsiders he's like that too yeah and very, i think the, i think bulky. the outsiders came out in 81 too i think it was 80 i think it was later 82 maybe? or 82 it was gonna close look that up it was close as i this. walk away from
1: my microphone because um, I, I, I think um, he
0: was 19 when he filmed the outsiders wow as well so it may have come out
1: wasn't he pony boy
0: (gasps) Mm, i can't remember who care what character he was which is funny because that was like episode 21 of the podcast which is only three episodes ago but it was like eight months ago (laughs) that well that's what happens when there's a pandemic he's not pony boy he's he has like a normal is pony boy he has a normal name it's like steve or something um which is isn't, unlike and because they're like soda pop like
1: they got all those they all <laughs> have those very strange <laughs> yeah. names. Um uh, yes, that is I died. So I have to go all the way down to the bottom of the filmography because it's very long. Because it is very long. It's 46 um, movies. Oh my gosh. I hit my halfway
0: point in the last episode. I'm very proud of you. Thank that you. is amazing. I saw the long way to
1: go. Oh, and they have this is dumb. On IMDb they have like e-news. That's not actually No part of a filmography. No. That's not fair. Okay. I'm in the 90s. Hold on. I'm getting there. Keep scrolling, man. I know. I do not know. Okay, so I have to look it up the other way, where I have to like search the oh, the movie. Yeah. What am I searching? The Outsiders. Oh, yeah. What am I searching? what am I looking well, up? Well, because I like I had a brain fart. Oh, 1983. Okay. So it was two years later. Okay. So he... And he played, I'm going to tell you um oh my god Emilio Este. he was steve you did good did he i was just steve. what's his name actually steve? yeah it was steve look at
0: this memory this mind is i'm so trap. impressed with you right oh now Oh my gosh thank you so much I mean, i'm the impressed with myself
1: holy cow like let's list the let's just list no, them it's a huge holy cast see thomas howell who what does he do anymore who knows no way. matt dylan yeah he's still around Ralph Macchio. I know. Who has a Netflix series and is doing very well. Patrick Swayze. He's dead. Um, <laughs> Rob Lowe. Lowe. Fun fact about Rob Lowe. His dad is a family law attorney in Dayton, Ohio. Really? Yeah. Did I had you, a case with him. Did you really? Yeah. Long time ago. Oh my god! I was just second chair. So it's not like he would know who I was, but I don't know. I feel if, like he I'll he tell, tell you what you. was really super fun calling him on the phone. Yeah. And talking to him on the phone. It was like, I was talking to Rob Lowe. Does he phone? sound like him? Oh my gosh. Rob sounds just like his dad. Oh I my say gosh. Rob as if I know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do well, not. I mean, basically you I do. I mean, we're friends. Yeah. No, I don't. Um, <laughs> he comes to my bar. He comes to my bar. It's in my basement. <laughs> um, just kidding. I don't know him. Emilio Estevez is in that movie, Tom Cruise. And then some people I've never heard of. Well, like that's um, what we were saying. Like when I did that podcast, I was like,
0: it's crazy to me. Tom Cruise plays a pretty small character in the movie. Yeah but he's arguably the most famous person that came out of it. Like what? Yeah. Oh Rob yeah. Lowe, he's very
1: famous. He is.
0: They're kind of up there, but think about like Tom Cruise is more probably internationally known. Oh than yeah. Rob Lowe. Th- I would
1: say that. Yeah. Well, and I just want to point out that Emilio Estevez, you know, he made a movie in Cincinnati in the library. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, cause they're from around
0: here. I know they're Cincinnati Reds fans, Rob Lowe. And because yeah, I think, well, cause I'm obviously cause his dad grew up yeah, in yeah, yeah, Dayton. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, but I even think the Sheens are Reds fans. Emilio Estevez like uh Charlie Sheen's a Cincinnati oh, Reds fan. I do not fan. want
1: Charlie Sheen to come to a Reds. He's crazy. I think I was at a Reds game Charlie Sheen was at. He's crazy town. I know. Well, Winning. Just s- <laughs> 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 Winning. Okay,
0: so I've got some trivia facts. Okay. And normally I write them down but I was lazy and I screenshotted them so I'm going to read right. them from my phone. Do I get to answer the, is this a trivia question? No, I'm just going to, I lay should it probably, on me. it would be nice to do that. Sometimes I do it in the form of a question. No, 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 but just lay it, on me. I'll be honest, there wasn't a lot of trivia for this movie. Well,
1: it's because it's kind of a um, weird movie.
0: So this is interesting. Prior to the production of the film, the key actors Timothy Hutton, Sean Penn, Tom Cruise and others were required to participate in a 45 day long period of orientation with the students of Valley Forge Military Academy. They were given uniforms, borrowed from their real-life counterparts at the school, and given authentic military haircuts. They slept in campus barracks and were subjected to the same rigors and hardship that all Valley Forge cadets went through. While most of the actors enjoyed and excelled at their orientation, crews opted to leave the training for the comforts of a nearby hotel until filming began. (laughs)
1: Loser.
0: (laughs) But I think that's so crazy because... I feel like it goes against everything he became as an actor.
1: It really does. Like they were trying to get them to do kind of method acting. Yeah. This is not the first military movie that I know of where they actually did that for the actors. Yeah. They did the same thing in saving private Ryan. Yes. Um, but what is interesting? Cause I have to tell you when I watch military movies because of my dad, I always yeah. watch the marching and see oh, how yeah, bad yeah. they are. Yeah. And actually Tom Cruise did a very good job. Yeah. Um, he was never out of step Um, and he did the eyes right correctly. Um, and they actually did eyes right correctly in the parade. Yeah. The way they're supposed to do it. Um, That's good. And so I thought they did, he did a pretty good job. So I'm surprised that maybe, that he maybe he was early. just like, I learned everything
0: I needed to yeah, know. Yeah, I'm just so, just yeah. such an expert. But like think about like, I, we were talking earlier about the mission impossible movies and I'm like, he like the whole, like him doing everything. Like right. I do all of my own stunts and blah, blah, right. blah. So, so it's kind of weird like, to me that he would, well, he was young, dumb and stupid. It's at that true. Time. That's yeah. accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a fun fact. Tom Cruise was originally going to play a background character in the film. But director Harold Becker was so impressed by the way he conducted himself as one of the military cadets during rehearsals that he was offered the part of David Sean. So you weren't the only person that picked up on it. So did the director. And it says at first that Cruz refused to do it and then was convinced, which why would you do that as an actor?
1: Because you're a crazy person at the end of the movie. Oh. And you
0: don't want to be remembered for losing oh. your marbles. Well, that's accurate. But unfortunately it went to define who he was as a culture, pop culture. Kind of, icon. of did <laughs> kind of did. Yeah. Um, so more than 2000 actors auditioned for Sean Penn's role as Jiminy Cricket. Oh wait, no, it doesn't oh, say that's that. not his name.
1: <laughs> it's his name.
0: Captain Alex
1: Dwyer. There
0: you go. Which Penn won after being seen in a fiery performance in an off Broadway play heartland by the film's casting director, Shirley rich. So that's where I got that. Um, so this is, there were a lot of trivia facts about this. I screenshotted this one, but there were a few other academies that also did this. The Culver military Academy in Culver, Indiana rejected filming at their campus when they learned how the film ended. Yeah. That doesn't surprise
1: me. Yeah. And there I was actually not military Culver, schools. Yeah. So Culver military Academy was not too far from where I went to college. Oh really? Yeah. And, um, they were kind of known, well, they're, they they love their academy yeah i'll just say that well
0: it's interesting but i'm sure a lot of them like do and i think i well i think i don't know if i screenshotted it but i did read it that they had to recreate the gate and everything for the end like they couldn't film it on the obviously because the tank comes through the gate but comes through the gate um but yeah i think there was like three or four of them in there that were like "Mm, no no
1: yeah we're not thanks for playing but we're not going to do that Yeah.
0: yeah um so I thought this was interesting. The film's title on the film print is TAPS, T A P S, all caps, no spaces. Yeah. But many promotional materials, such as movie posters and video slash DVD covers for this 20th century Fox film, have it spelled T asterisk A asterisk P S. As the title had only four letters, like the same Fox Studios popular army comedy television series which they were watching in the movie which they are watching in the movie um and so i thought that was interesting because i've never seen it written out with the asterisk mm, in it um but apparently they marketed it that way because people correlated it with mash so i was like that's an interesting advertising decision choice yeah mash is an anagram mobile army surgical hospital yeah i know taps is not yeah, a- it- Taps you're is right. not. that's accurate um <laughs> Tom's like that's dumb
1: Right. <laughs> Why so would in do case that? you didn't hear that, my husband just commented <laughs> that MASH is an acronym, which is right. Mobile Army Surgical Hospital. Um, and TAPS is just Taps. Taps. Yeah. That's the name of the song. Well,
0: I actually when I read that trivia fact before we w- we watched the movie, I was like, Oh, does TAPS stand for something? And no. I didn't know it doesn't. No. Um, so Timothy Hutton accepted his Oscar for best supporting actor for ordinary people immediately after shooting on Taps began. Wow. Um, so this was the first film that Hutton was seen in after winning his Academy award. Fun fact, I had never seen ordinary people till this past fall Mm -hmm. and, uh, family friends of ours, the Hearns, uh, I've known them for forever. I don't remember not knowing them. Um, we do. We'll do like movie nights, or whatever. Where mm-hmm. like I'll pick a movie, they'll pick a movie, and we'll just watch and hang out. And so Philip, the dad, he he picked out Ordinary People. He's like the acting, and it is incredible. And so I was like, that would have meant nothing to me eight months ago, not at all. And now I know
1: exactly what they're
0: talking about. Yeah. Have you
1: seen Ordinary People? It's been a long time, but I yeah. have seen it. It's a, it's sad. It's kind it's of a sad. depressing
0: movie, um, kind of like
1: Taps you what taps is kind of
0: sad it is it was yeah um so this is only tom cruise's second film which we've talked about but he actually received fifth billing in the cast which i think that's kind of impressive for it's it only being his second movie yeah um which is honestly like when i picked tom cruise for the podcast i didn't there were a myriad of reasons why i picked him but as i started looking at his filmography i was like he's kind of one of the few actors that like he's not he's always the star of the movie he's in.
1: Yeah. He was never like an obscure character, right? Like Brad Pitt was this, was this, you know, Kind of obscure character, although it, it was an important part of the movie, like Thelma Louise. Yeah. Like he had these like kind big of obscure roles, roles yeah. before getting to a big role, and Tom Cruise just like bam, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. here, like I'm Tom just, Cruise, yeah. I'm ready
0: to star in movies. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and which actually is funny because he had a bigger role in this than he does in The Outsiders, which came out like you later. said two days, two right. years later, two days later. It came out two days after this. And so he has very few. He has a couple movies later in his career where he kind of cameos, mm-hmm. um, like Tropic Thunder. Tropic Sender. um and austin powers he was a cameo in austin powers yeah. so he correct. has a few of those later on in his career mm-hmm. but for the most part um but they're like intentional cameos like yeah eh, like like because eh, it's because he's tom cruise exactly. that he's in it. Yeah right, yeah, right, yeah right 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 yeah right but like i feel like there's not a lot of actors out there that don't have like seven or eight movies where they were trying to make it before right. they made it big and i'm like ah, tom cruise doesn't really have that I, I need to go look at Meryl Streep's filmography, but I kind of feel like she might be the same way. Yeah, she might be. Yeah, so... Because um, think about all of the stuff she was in when she was younger. I mean, she was, like, getting Oscar nominations for oh, yeah. it. You know what I mean? Let's see here. The film's TAPS title refers to, according to Wikipedia, a musical piece sounded at dusk and at funerals, particularly by the U.S. military. It is played during flag ceremonies and funerals, generally on bugle or trumpet, and often at Boy Scout, Girl Scout, and Girl Guide meetings and camps. The tune is also sometimes known as... Oh, I don't know. Butterfield's lullaby. That's so pathetic. Or by the first line of the lyric. No idea. Day is done.
1: Oh, day is done. Did you know heard, it had lyrics? I didn't know it had lyrics, but I have heard my dad call it day is done. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which made sense because when you were explaining, right. I think that
0: was in the all aboard segment that they played it at the end of the day, but also when people die. So it's kind of, you know, symbolic. The term originates from the Dutch term tap toe, meaning close the beer taps and send the troops back to camp. That's where taps came from. That's kind of funny. So I really, I was thinking like (laughs) we were over there. So in her bar, it, I have at taps the, at the snug bar. She has taps. And I literally looked around and I was like, well, that would have been an easy cocktail to do <laughs> for
1: the, because we would have closed the yeah, taps.
0: Never occurred to me to do <laughs> something with actual taps. So it's not really the most inventive cocktail that I've had, but that's, I was like, oh, I could have done beer taps, but that's not as fun. The cocktail is more fun. Oh Yeah. Um. So this is so Stanley Jaffe. Mm-hmm. This was his first film after his speaking of Meryl Streep after his best picture Academy Award winning Kramer versus Kramer. So he also did Kramer versus wow. Kramer. He really knows how to pick them. He knows his stuff. Uh, the film cast includes two Oscar winners. Do you know who they are? Timothy
1: Hutton uh-huh. and Sean Penn. Did Sean win it an Academy Award? So
0: he's a future Oscar winner.
1: Sorry, I didn't. Th- oh, I didn't well, George C. Scott. Yes. Okay. Yes. I read that Current wrong. Oscar winner. Yeah. So at yes. this point, they
0: had won Oscars. Yes. Timothy. George, Hatton, George yeah. C. Scott. Yes. And then one future Oscar winner, Sean, Sean Penn. Penn, and one future Oscar nominee. Um, Tom Cruise. Yes. Boom. Nailed it. I think um, he got Tom nominated Cruise? for
1: Born on the Fourth of July. Didn't I think he? he did. Yeah.
0: I think that's the only one he's been nominated yeah. for. Um. We talked about this a little bit. I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast, but um, it was part of a mini cycle of Hollywood movies made during the early 1980s, centering around military cadet training. The pictures include Taps, Stripes, Private Benjamin, Up the Academy, The Lords of Discipline, and An Officer and a Gentleman. Yep. Then the mid to late 1980s saw a few more. Cadence, Biloxi Blues, Heartbreak Ridge, and Full Metal Jacket. I have seen all
1: of those movies except two. Really? Which ones? I have not seen up the Academy and was the other one. Lords of Discipline. Lords of Discipline. I've not even heard of those. I haven't seen those two, but I've seen all the other ones. You've seen all the other ones. Wow. I've not.
0: Tom has seen Lords of Discipline. I've not seen any of those other movies.
1: I will say Private Benjamin is hilarious as is Stripes. All right. Well, I'm gonna have to check them out. Yeah, they're very funny. I bet they're on that poster on my. (laughs) It's probably on your
0: poster. (laughs) Yeah, probably Um, are. All right. That was my last trivia fact. We did talk about earlier about how there was like a weird thing with military movies in like the 80s and 90s. Yes. Um, and one that's not really listed in there. I'll go. I guess it's not the 80s, but was a few good men. Yes. Those early 90s. Um, but Tom Cruise is actually in. And if you really consider like espionage as it's not military. It's military but It's military. Oh, it's totally yeah.
1: military. It's it all most of the spooks come from the military, yeah. right? I mean, they kind of it's not yeah. like you graduate from college and then you immediately become a become spy. A spy. <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought that that's how that normally, worked. I wanted to be a spy. <laughs> the path. I mean, not normally, but a lot of times it's yeah, through the military. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I like when you consider that. That's a so he, lot of military movies. A lot
0: of his a and lot Jack of his Reacher movies. is also a military movie yes. because
1: Jack Reacher's character is former military. Yeah. So like, yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of and it's in diff- lot.
0: and in different ways too. Like, For sure. So I don't, I, I I have noticed on the podcast as I've been doing it that in this he doesn't in this movie, but um, he sings in an inordinate amount of his movies, and yes. it's and it's it's sometimes just a fleeting in Little the corner or right. like
1: in Top Gun at the bar. Yeah, and he's
0: not a good singer. Um, No, but then he plays a rock star in Rock of Ages, which we've already done on the podcast. I know,
1: and I'm disappointed about that because I would have liked to just comment on the spa scene. <laughs> just wanted to comment on it. Just wanted that to be a part of the conversation. But um, As my husband walks out of the room <laughs> shaking his head.
0: <laughs> he's like, I'm out of here. Yeah,
1: he's going to get the dog. Uh, oh my goodness, my dog's at the door. Oh yes. my gosh.
0: But uh, yeah, so it, I I, I feel like uh, he either wanted to be a rock star or in, or the, or in the, the military, military. because right. a lot of his movies have both of those. Yes. He's very drawn which is like to good, that. But like, good for him. He just decided to act and then he can do both. Right. And then he can pretend. pretend. So there you go. Right. And that's the best part of acting. It is the best part of acting. Even though I wouldn't know. Aaron's much better at it than I am. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember <laughs> Jocelyn and I were talking last night about how awful I was at some of the improv games. She was like, well, it's funny because and i think we've talked about this before but it was funny to watch in the class like who was like nobody was good at every single game right or every single type of improv right but it was funny to see like what people were good at. Yes. So she said last night, she was like, yeah, you give Jessica a word game. She's on it. On Like it. words. But I was like, any of the games where you couldn't use words, I was done. I was toast. <laughs> like I was telling, remember the gibberish game? Yes. Where you'd have, I
1: couldn't do it. No, she couldn't do it because there was no actual talking My involved. brain doesn't work that way. No.
0: And so I literally was like, oh God, please don't do the gibberish game. No. Because I can't do i can do the acting out thing but i can't do the gibberish no it was even the even the acting it out stuff was awful but we were like laughing because i was like johnny marshall was like johnny marshall and i were like the complete opposites we're like give johnny a word game nothing give him something to act out oh he was perfect i was the complete opposite total opposite yeah Yeah, but aaron was was good at everything so
1: no like jocelyn said you can't be good at everything but that's not true i think you were I think you, you were, you were crushing it, it.
0: It was a lot of fun. It was really fun. I'm trying to talk her into doing it again.
1: So I would definitely take the class again. I would, it's fun to yeah. stretch your acting chops. Yeah. It's well, good time. I just
0: think like, and this has nothing to do with anything that we're talking about on the podcast, but, um, this is all going to get edited out. It might not. I don't know. It depends on how I feel. Um, that when you're a kid, like even through college, where you're constantly doing stuff that's outside your comfort zone. Yes. And a lot of times it's just cause you don't have a choice. You know what I mean? Because other people are telling you that's yeah. what we're doing today. Yeah. That's what we're doing. So when you get to be an adult, you choose things that are comfortable. Correct. And so you're rarely doing things. Well, maybe this is just me, but you rarely choose to do things outside of your comfort zone. And I was like, and, in just for that reason alone, I think it's good. And I was like, I think adults should do more things outside their comfort zone.
1: Adults have a harder time stretching. We're not as flexible. It's Um, true. But you know, we spend all our childhood and our young adult life getting ready to do a job. to Do something. Yeah. Whether that is a stay at home parent, whether that is a teacher, um, a nurse, a doctor, a lawyer, a marketing specialist, um, a website designer, yeah whatever it is, we spend all this time finding our comfort zone. yeah And so when people ask us as adults to step outside of that, yeah it's much more uncomfortable than it is when we're kids. Oh, yeah. Because you're just like, because you're like I, doing I spent it. 20 years getting to this point. <laughs> right. I Why was are you telling me I have to right. do something different? I don't right. want to go back there. Right. No, yeah. that's not a good time um, for me. Right. Well, uh, hopefully,
0: the podcast wasn't outside your comfort zone. No, He's, it was, you, super this fun. was super fun. Yeah, it was good. Um, Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Absolutely. I really appreciate it. All right. Well, I'm going to let Taps
1: take us out. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> and Play until next time. Until next time. <laughs>